Black Tree Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone. So listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black Tree Crime. Do not go gentle into that good night. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. I'm Kayla. And I'm Kristen. And this is Black True Grime. If this is your first time here at the show, Fred, welcome and hello. Come on in. This ho- is a part two-er. I was about to say, hopefully it's not your first time because you need to listen to the first part of this, this case mm-hmm. before you listen to this one. So we're just going to dive right in, okay? All right. Like Anitra. Isn't this crazy? But this is, and so, so you don't protect the black girls. No. You don't listen to the black girls. No. So when they try to tell you this is the Nick that did it. Right. You don't give a damn. No. So what did you expect? Exactly. So now it, it's going to come to the point where, like, the black coalition of something serial killers, they're going to need to take up arms for themselves, mm-hmm. find this dude for themselves, and do what they got to do for them damn selves. That's what it's looking like. Because y'all not doing. Y'all That's not giving. Like. Right. Really fucked up. Ugh. Right after Ricky's arrest is when the killing stopped. Like we talked about. And they stopped for 14 years, which added to police's idea that he was the one responsible. And what makes me sick is although Anitria's description of her attacker was created into a sketch, it wasn't released to the public until like 2008 or 2009. And you know if it was, they would have caught him. Now, okay, I understand like, okay, uh, bald, short dude, you slick. Because as soon as they got (laughs) Ricky, you're like, okay, I'm going to make them think. Yeah. That they got the killer. Yeah. Let me fall back. And that probably took a lot of discipline. And that's if he really stopped killing because maybe he didn't and just switched up his MO. Maybe he stopped using his gun. And then after 14 years, he got comfortable enough to start using it again. Mm. Or maybe he just kept on raping and didn't do the killing part. But if you're just raping women, I feel like you still you're more likely to get caught that way because they're alive to tell who did it. It's too much. During a meeting with the Black Coalition, police claimed they didn't release the information like the sketch because, quote, eyewitness police sketches are often unreliable. You're not reliable. You literally could not have lost anything by releasing that because you already had nothing t- to really work with. Right. You would have just gained more possible suspects. Exactly. And you would have found out one of those suspects lives in the area where the girls have been murdered. Yeah. Even just the description of fat, ugly, black, and uncomfortable. Yeah, that was not the description. Oh, even with the description of short, bald, in the area with an orange pinto, would have probably given them, exactly would have probably given them the break in the case they needed absolutely with anitra taking them to the uncle's house two doors down from where the killer stayed right oh no on march 19th 2002 15 year old princess birth Berth- body was found in the shrubs of an englandwood alley she was nude an investigator said she had been strangled and beaten so she hadn't been shot like the women who died in the 1980s. And I read that she was either 14 or 15, but either way, too fucking young. My heart is just as broken as it would be if it was the latter or the former. 
And around this time is when the killer ended up being sentenced to some time in jail for receiving stolen property, but ended up only doing less than a year because of overcrowding in the jail. And since the crime that he was arrested for was technically nonviolent, he was let go. Mm, So they think. And just a couple months later, on July 11, 2003. Rest in peace, princess. Rest in peace, princess. On July 11, 2003, 35-year-old Valerie McCorvey was found dead in an alley in the Westmont area. She had been strangled as well. Both Valerie and princess had been sexually assaulted and thankfully rape kits were collected okay so we have this killer's dna you filthy piece Piece of of slime dung the killer seemed to go on another hiatus because the last victim 25 year old janisha peters was found on january 1st 2007 in a trash bag in an alley dumpster he has kayla no decorum no no self-preservation it seems but why would anyone feel like they need to be more discreet when they're getting away with the worst thing you can do to a human being over and over and over and over and over again and over and over you take a break you go back to it and you're still getting away with it like this is a societal problem you are not that good trust and believe this is because the police or somebody is not doing their mother effing job yep he should have been caught back in 1986 in my opinion when that 911 call happened. Period. There should have been a lot more footwork, a lot more heavy lifting done to figure out who called. And what the heck was that about? We're, we, we may get to it. Mm. We may not get to it, but <laughs> I just want to say now that police did think that he called because he thought that he was better than police and kind of just wanted to talk them one, one little time. But once we do identify the killer, we're going to get to something that is kind of ironic and ties all the way back to the 911 call. Okay. All right. So Janisha was found in the dumpster in the alley and she had been shot once in the back, but she was still alive when her killer put her in the bag and then zip tied it closed. So technically she asphyxiated to death. Scary. Horrifying. Knowing that you're still alive, but don't have the capacity to take yourself out of the situation. If she wasn't paralyzed or she had the access to get herself out, she would have, but she just couldn't. She couldn't. And she suffered, and nobody was there to have her back. Rest in peace, Janisha. Rest in peace, Janisha. When the bullet was pulled from Janisha, investigators ran ballistics on it and learned that it was shot from the same twenty-five caliber gun as the one used in the twenty-five caliber murders from wow. the 1980s. Wow. And when they ran the DNA found on that zip tie, so they assumed that he put the zip tie like in his mouth when he tied it, it tight. and they were able to find DNA from that. They learned that it not only matched the rape kits conducted on Barbara, Bernita, and Mary from the 80s, but it also matched the DNA found in Princess and Valerie's kits as well. So how do y'all feel? You thought you found them. You didn't find them. Oh, my god! You had no evidence, really, to show that Ricky was the one who did it. And now all of this evidence is coming back. The ballistics from the gun matches the 25 caliber that was used. Now you got DNA evidence that's matching rape kits from today and back then. You missed him. He's missed still him. active. You missed him. So finally, they're cooking with gas. Finally. Finally. But, but you feel like oh. the gas was in the kitchen the whole time. They just didn't pull it out. Didn't turn it the fuck on, <laughs> bitch. 
But I do want to point out that this is a totally different team. So by this time, it's like 2003. Yeah. The same people that were investigating in the 1980s are not the same They're people out. now. They're showing more vigor, more actual care. Well, thank God about for that. what's going on. Yeah. The next step is finding a match for the DNA profiles. So they run it through CODIS, but they had no luck. Until they learned of a technique that had been being used in the UK, which is called familial which is when familial DNA was being used to test and like connect to other killers. Okay. And I say killers because California was not fucking with that at all. Like they were like, oh, this is going to get some innocent people wrapped up, which is like, if you're innocent, bitch, why are you wrapped up in some murders? I digress. What do you mean familial as in like, oh, it, if they pull my DNA, it could connect to yours somehow? Correct. If I was like, if, if dad was a murderer and your DNA was in the system some way, Mm -hmm. they could test what they had from the murder victims, test it, and if it comes back to you, they know, okay, your DNA is attached to the killer that killed those people. Okay, because... And then they can look into the people that have the same DNA Are associated with me. Right, which is me, mom, dad. I think that's it. Why wouldn't you want to lose that? I mean, use that. Kate. I think so. Why wouldn't you want to use that though? You know, you don't have to assume that person freaking did it. You right. could just say, let's check their immediates. But California, listen, California was like the serial killer hub of the world at this point. That's what I'm saying. Point. Y'all they are were enabling. Like, Wait them. a minute. Exactly. It was just very trashy behavior, trash politics, government. But because public safety was at stake, they agreed to let it fly this time and eventually they got a match. To a man named Christopher Franklin, Mm. who had been arrested on robbery charges. But he was only like in his 20s. So they knew he was too young to be the killer. Okay. But his daddy. Oh, we, Kayla. You about to shout. Oh, my God. Call on the Lord. I am literally in goosebumps. (laughs) You are enthralled. Oh, my gosh. His daddy, Lonnie Franklin Jr., was not. Girl. This man had kids. Oh, yeah. So let's get into Lonnie. Lonnie Franklin Jr. was born on August 30th, 1952. He grew up in South Central Los Angeles. He married a woman named Sylvia in the 80s, and they ended up having two children, one of them being Christopher. The other one was a girl. He was given a general discharge from the United States Army on July 24th, 1975, because he was accused of gang raping a 17-year-old girl in Germany while he was stationed out there. And you get a general discharge, not a dishonorable, a general. I don't know what his punishment was while he was in it. I don't know who did what, but they didn't do enough. I'm telling you, man, this they is the world that we girl live in. and they failed the woman that he's that killed. followed. Exactly. After that, he went back home and was known in his neighborhood as basically Robin Hood. Everyone thought he was so nice. He was a great mechanic, so he would fix people's cars for them, but he would also steal cars. <laughs> so he fixed them, they steal them. And then he would use them in street races or resell them. So actually, Lonnie's first Arrest was in 1969 when he got arrested for stealing a car. Mm. And he was only 16 at that time. Mm -hmm. He worked as a garbage man for a while, which makes sense as to how he's so familiar with the city's alleyways. Got the trash bags, got the zip ties. Mm -hmm. 
And after he lost that job due to an injury, he ended up working for the police department Do a lie. as a mechanic, which also made me feel like maybe he was being protected somehow because, you know, the boys in blue like to protect fellow boys in the blue. They will protect their own. So maybe that's kind of where it came from. And Chris even admitted later that he kind of got breaks from the police. Like they would give him warnings when he was doing some bad shit because of who his daddy was. Caleb, but a murder, like a murderer, like if they thought he was linked in any way, shape, or form, they would just let him go. I don't know. He's still, I don't know. I mean, who knows? Maybe he was very charming, which is what we're going to talk about. Right. But a couple years before police found out who Lonnie was, a woman worked for the LA Times learned that there was a serial killer that had not only been active in the 80s, but was still active and that the police never told the public about it. So she decided she would. Period. (laughs) Period. And she was a root of the caucus woman. Period. And ended up writing an article that brought national attention to the 25 caliber killer, which she renamed the Grim Sleeper. Okay. So she explained, like, she was trying to think of a name because her editor was like, we have to give him a name. So she was like, okay, the Grim Reaper. No, that's not going to work. How about the Grim Sleeper? Because he's been asleep for 14 motherfucking years. Good job, Kristen. It was even featured on America's Most Wanted, but it never led to any leads. So thank God the DNA stuff was like in the works and Mm -hmm. it it panned out. Lonnie would have likely never been caught if it didn't happen. Kayla, if they had never done the familial thing, he never would have been caught. He could still be killing probably to this day. My God. The police themselves didn't end up publicly admitting the truth until 2008. There needs to be some repercussions. I was 13 years old. Somebody owes somebody some money, some explanations, some jail time. This is outrageous. I would sue everybody and their mother. You know what I'm saying? Somebody needs to lose their job. Something needs to happen. Half the people that were working on the case are probably dead. I was going to say, but one of them probably got up and is now like the superintendent, something, something, yeah, something. Yeah. And you need to be gone. Police chief. Because yep. you was there when all that was going down. I don't failure. care if it was your case. It's a failure of y'all's time. Ultimate failure. So now it's time to get this psycho sickle off the streets. But first, they need more evidence. Okay. The familiar DNA just wasn't enough. So police started conducting 24-hour surveillance on this man. And one day, Lonnie and a lady friend went to eat at a pizza place. Mm. And one of the detectives had the idea to ask the manager if he could pose as a waiter. Mm. So that he could, like, you know, collect a little mm-hmm. fork here and there, a little knife here and there. Some up a close cup of water. supervision. Exactly. They were trying to get DNA from Lonnie to test on the kids that they had. Mm-hmm. And the manager said yes. So he collected straws, some pizza crusts, silverware. All that type of stuff. And eventually the DNA came back and resulted to being connected to the rape kits from the 80s and Princess and Valerie's. Wow. So now they know they got their man. They got the man. Finally. When they arrested him on July 7th, 2010, everybody in the neighborhood was watching. News crews were surrounding the house. It was like a full spectacle. That's what he did. Absolutely. And he just was stoic. No expression on his face. No emotion. Nothing. Lonnie was transported to police headquarters while a full search was conducted of his house and they found a bunch of shit. So for one, it was like a hoarder's house in there. Mm -hmm. Filthy. Mm. It was packed to the brim Mm. and disgusting. Mm -hmm. I read that they found guns and a bunch of pictures of different women. You got this in your house? Who lives with you? Did your wife not see? We'll get to her. 
Some of the women were actually posing in these pictures, but there were others that looked unconscious. Some even looked deceased. It was dark. And under a piece of plywood, they found a picture of Anitria Washington, the woman that was shot by him and survived. Oh my God. Crazy. She was unconscious and you could see blood on her shirt. He did it. He, because he admit he, 110 percent did it and he kept evidence of it all this time that's probably why he was able to go so long because he was just looking back at his old memories of his golden years that's true it may have been able to hold him off wow Um, or maybe not or maybe the son's being around maybe his daughter caused him to have a change of whatever the f i don't believe because she was already born when he was still killing so yeah, who knows? Long maybe shot. she maybe she cut him off, maybe she moved out of the house and he felt comfortable enough at that point. Yeah. We'll we'll likely never know. Mm-hmm. Y'all, I just had a baby. She just had a baby, y'all. 6 weeks ago, but still, I'm still in the thick of it. And that means my schedule is crazy and I don't have time to be cooking and sitting in the kitchen for hours and hours and hours. I need something quick and ready to go. And that's a fact. And who do you think my go-to is, Kristen? We're going to HelloFresh. Per every time. HelloFresh takes the hassle out of mealtime, which is what I need. But did you know it also saves you money? Really? Yes. And when groceries are like at an all-time high with this crazy economy right now, you want to save as much as you can and get as much as you can. And HelloFresh is the way to go. And I think a lot of people don't understand that HelloFresh does serve families. So yes. you can have a family of four, a family of five. Mm-hmm. Just let HelloFresh know and they will accommodate. Absolutely. So go to HelloFresh.com slash 50 Black True Crime and use code 50 Black True Crime for 50% off plus free shipping. Yes, don't sit here and be like, hmm, what are we going to make for dinner tonight? Just have it ready. Don't do it to yourself, okay? And use America's number one meal kit. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50 Black True Crime and use code 50 Black True Crime for 50% off plus free shipping. All right. Very simple. All righty, back to the show. Meanwhile, back at the station, investigators are trying to get a confession out of Lonnie, but he isn't giving them anything. He won't even admit he knows any of the women or even seen them before. Piece of shit lying ass. You ain't, man. You got the evidence, but somebody told you not to snitch. (laughs) Why would you snitch on yourself? He probably thinks he can get away with this. He's been getting away with it for so long. That's what changes now just because he's been arrested. Just because because he's been caught. He's been in prison before, so he's not scurvy. bitch. No, he ain't scurvy, And he probably has lived, his, you know, a good life. He's saying, if y'all gonna catch me, it's mm-hmm. not gonna be on my own volition. Right, I'm not gonna tell you. You're gonna have to work for it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna play you guys a clip from his interview, just so you can see how heartless this trash bag was. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Modern technologies and all that. Right. Okay, well, you've been identified to this young lady. Okay, do you understand that? Yes, I do. Okay. Do you have any questions about that? Why would you be identified? I don't know. I, I don't know. I know a lot of people, but I don't know her. Okay. All right. So do you know how the, I'm sure you probably uh, heard about DNA. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, your DNA was identified in relation to this young lady's death. Okay. No, I'm just saying, I, you, that's what you're telling me, so that's all I can yeah, that's all I can say. How could that happen? I don't know. You have no idea? I have no idea. You've never seen this lady before? No, I haven't. In your life? No, I haven't. 
This young lady here, her name was Bernita Sparks. Wow, she looked heavy sitting. <laughs> Why? No, I just said she looked fat. Mm. Bitch, you piece what a straight big face. black <laughs> You talking about somebody looking heavy set? Look at you. I literally, literally said the fact that he could comment and say a woman was fat when he looks like a piece of chewed up gum in that corner of that fucking room is beyond my comprehension, understanding, and everything. How dare he come in here acting so nonchalant, got the nerve to comment on the lady's body that you murdered. Yep. You raped her. Yes. You murdered her. Yes. But you gonna call her fat. Yes. Kayla, there's mm-hmm. something wrong with yeah. this person. The devil lives inside him. He was so cool, so calm. I could see why people would be like, oh, that's a cool dude, Lonnie. Yep. Yep. Oh, my God. And notice how he said that he knows a lot of people, which was very close to what was said on the 911 call in 1987. So the police are like, had to be Lonnie calling us. We have our man. We have goosebumps. I have goosebumps. Let's put him in, let's give him the chair. Make sure he gets the chair. When they asked him about the 25 caliber pistol they'd found in his closet, he said, oh, that's not mine. That's my brother-in-law's. I got two things of his. He got evicted and he went to pick up his stuff last week. So you just lying. Yep. Just ready to lie. 100%. Probably has already thought about if I get pulled in, these are the things I'm going to say to try to get off. But it didn't work because he would be charged with the first degree murder of 10 women and the attempted murder of Anitria. Wow. Yep. So now I want to show you guys the map of the killing. So if you see the map, if you guys are on Patreon, you see it. You can see that all these women were found around this area and the green dot. So they're red. The green dot is Lonnie. He literally is right in the center of where all of these women's bodies were found some of them on the same street that he lived on kayla he basically probably lived in the same neighborhood as most of these women they could have door knocked and smelled something off with him if he opened the door insane you gotta be kidding me and it took y'all this long to find him yep very very long time lonnie went to trial in february of 2016 and details about the killings would come out in court so lonnie was luring these women in with the promise of drugs or money His victims ranged from 14 to 36 years old, and he considered himself to be cleaning up the streets by taking their lives. He was taking out the trash. Sounds like a toxic piece of shit man that blames a woman for all of his failures in life. But has a woman as a mother and a woman as a wife and a woman as a mother to his kids and a daughter. Probably hated all of them. This is sick. And it was theorized that he targeted women he considered drug addicts because his first wife was one. So I read that she did him all types of dirty. Like she spent all of his money on drugs and everything, left him basically destitute. Mm. And he just never let that hurt go. So you take it out on women who had nothing to do with Nothing you. to do with it, but you keep seeing her and all these women. Brenda. Maybe not her name. Mm. Maybe not her name. Not sure what her name was. Okay. His defense team claimed that the evidence obtained from the pizza place was inadmissible and a violation of his Fourth Amendment right. Piss off. <laughs> but the judge wasn't hearing it. And on May 5th, 2016, Lonnie Franklin Jr. was found guilty. Guilty, I say. On yeah. all charges. Oh! Mm-hmm. All of the women 
that they put on that case were able to get justice. Yep. And he was given a death sentence for each victim. My God. So there's no way he's getting out of this one. There were people that supported Lonnie even after his conviction and sent him fan mail. People are so evil. Which is fucking diabolical. They're just so evil. And according to his friends, I watched a documentary when I first did this case back in 2019. And I can't remember the name of it. It was something, but Mm. you guys can find it. Literally just search up Lonnie Franklin Jr. documentaries. Um, And a lot of his friends were featured in it and shared memories of their experience with Lonnie. And bitch, it's going to make you throw up. Like there was so many red flags that they saw, they explained in this documentary and did absolutely nothing. It made me sick to my stomach. One of his friends admitted that he saw the 25 caliber gun in Lonnie's possession multiple times. And that same man said he saw naked pictures of a girl in Lonnie's house and said he felt that sometimes Lonnie may have been purposely showing him these things. Kristen, listen to this. So that he could snitch on him and collect a $250,000 reward. So that ended up, I think, going up to as much as $500,000. They were trying to get this man. Exactly. But no one got it, obviously, because the police ended up figuring it out. But yeah, he's clearly having a fucking laugh. No, sir. He wasn't trying to get you to snitch on him and get... This a quarter man of a million you, dollars. Wants you to have some a money? quarter of a million dollars. While he get locked up and on death? No, sir. Not Lonnie. Be freaking for real. For once in your life. <laughs> Another friend, and I'll say their name because it's in the documentary. So the one we just talked about was Gary and the other one is Richard. Mm. He said one day they were out looking for cars to steal when Lonnie noticed a girl. This man hit a Yui, fucking Lonnie, hit a Yui, got out of the car and started talking to her. And when she tried to walk away, he grabbed her arm, twisted it behind her back, and grabbed her hair. And then he started dragging her to the car. And you're watching. Just eating popcorn at this point. Completely useless to help this woman. So, well, for a while. Richard said he yelled, what the hell are you doing? And then that's when, like, Lonnie snapped out of whatever stupor he was in or, like, fucking psychosis. And he let her go. Wow. But before he got back in the truck, the police came out of nowhere and arrested them both. And they were taken into custody, Kristen. But, they oh, were held, you don't have his DNA? They were held in cells for hours and then they were let go. They weren't even charged, never even fucking processed. The times. That's what, But the thing is, these are black men. Oh, the but- times is like, oh, a black man? Why not? Let's... Let's trump up some charges on yeah, him. Yeah, but, but then, I, that's what makes me think, oh, his connection to the police it department could have been the connection. may have made them hella lenient. Facts, no printer. But also, on the scale of people that we don't really give up about the most, I think black men come a little bit before black women on facts. that scale. Yeah, facts. So I can kind of see that ringing true in, in this as well. Mm-hmm. But yes, he's Crazy affiliated though. with the police somehow, some way as a mechanic. Of course, they let him go because, hey sick you working on our cars tomorrow we gotta let you go exactly and then i'm thinking i'm like you know even if they don't care about black women as much or whatever the hierarchy is you can get a promotion if you catch this guy that's been killing women for decades and everybody in the community is pissed off about it Mm -hmm. so why would you even risk passing that up for what a bro get out of here hey friend do you need a little extra help relaxing do you need a little extra help sleeping Ooh, do you, you got? need a little extra help in the bedroom? What when you it's got? time to get down? I got something for you, and it's called microdosing. Now, 
Microdosing is a concept, but honestly, this company has taken it to the next level and it's called Microdose. Microdose is available nationwide and it's basically like microdosing THC to allow you to perform at your best in all situations. Okay. So whether you want to take it before you go to sleep, take it before you go out to eat, it'll work the way that you need. <laughs> take it before you hit the sheets <laughs> exactly so these are gummies that are amazingly dope don't worry about the legality of it it's legal nationwide so if you guys want to try them out go to microdose.com and use code black true crime to get free shipping and 30 percent off your first order did you hear that well i'm gonna say it again if you didn't Go to microdose.com and use code Black Crime to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Period. Okay. Now back to the show. Bye. They then got a call from Richard, and this is production. They got a call from Richard who said he just got out of the hospital from being beat the fuck up by Chris. Uh, Lonnie's yeah. son? Yes, bitch. He said, Chris said to him, I heard you've been talking about my dad. And all of a sudden, four men walked up and started attacking him. Oh, my God. While Chris got in a car and pulled off. So, Chris, you you running like that? I'm saying he got pressure in the streets. Okay. He got some looks. Well, your daddy, he <laughs> did it. And what? And what? I'll take that ass. Pull up. Because he did it. You ain't never going to see his black ass again. So right. really give it. They was right. Whoever was talking mess was right. And Chris is the same person who would later say in a separate documentary that he felt guilty for for the situation that he was in and, and said that, yeah, my dad was a terrible person, but I still feel guilty that I was the reason that he went to jail because my family has like turned on me and see me as like kind of a snitch. When it's like my DNA, I had nothing to do with that. Well, so you wanted me not to get locked up like my daddy got locked up several times. He was my example, and so I got locked up. I was literally raised by him, and I saw so much. And we're going to talk about that what corny saw. ass stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't let your family push it on you that ain't supposed to be on you. Right. And as Richard is telling the story, the producers and Richard get pulled over by a passing cop for not wearing a seatbelt. So it, that's what I'm saying. Something feels connected, something smells you know, a little fishy in this nostril and a little shitty in the other. And I'm convinced somebody has some connections. They definitely do. But like also Chris has pressure in these streets. So they already might have his car peeped out. They might already know. But it wasn't Chris's car. They weren't in Chris's car. They were in the producer's car. It was, it was Richard. Richard is the one that Richard and the producers are the one that got pulled over for not wearing the seatbelt. It wasn't Chris. Got you. Mm -hmm. So there were so many different stories his friends shared. It was insane. Like being shown a shoebox full of women's pictures, cleaning out Lonnie's white van and seeing what looked like blood stains inside, setting a car on fire per Lonnie's request, and then seeing blood and women's clothing inside of it. I mean, the list goes the fuck on. And a man named Jerry even admitted to seeing Lonnie torture women, including Kristen, hold my hand. I'm sorry sodomizing them with screwdrivers you sick of me jerry you deserve you deserve to be under the the same jail that he's under you deserve to have a screwdriver up your your ass. ass jerry was a crack addict so he said he was so deep in his addiction that as long as he was smoking he didn't care like what was going on which is why he never said anything and this is ladies and gentlemen the worst of humanity there it is And when it came to his wife, Sylvia, who was married to him for over 30 years, 
his best friends swear they never even saw them together in the same car, like same situation ever. She apparently had her own house and would only come to his home once or twice a week. So what are we doing, Kayla? She knows something. She, she knows. knows who she married. Come on. But you're going to. So out of self-preservation, you're just going to go get your own and yeah. still stay married to the dude because you don't want him to come for you. Yeah. She was probably like scared for her life. But you can pick up the phone and you can let somebody know. But if the cops are not your friend, who are you going to tell? She's a black woman. What did you, you know what I'm who saying? Are you In this tell? situation, she really felt like, hey, wait a minute. I almost fit his victim pool. Let me keep my black ass mouth shut. But girl. Insane. She also said she never went into the backyard. That was Lonnie's domain. So she probably wasn't even completely aware of what he did, but. You sleep with a man and you see how you know violent what's he in is his heart. during sex and things like that. Mm-hmm. She had a feeling. Mm-hmm. And then Chris described his dad as being, like I said, a horrible person. He would take his son with him at a young age to help him push stolen cars down the street at like 3 a.m. He taught him how to drive at 9. He had porn all around the house. So Chris was exposed to like all that shit really early. And some of Lonnie's friends also shared that Chris always stayed at the house with his dad. So much so that Richard started suspecting something was going on that, quote, wasn't right. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And an ex-girlfriend of Chris said that he was the type of person to, quote, attack you, pull a gun on you, stab you, and he would not think twice about it. She was saying this about Chris. So he is his father's child. Absolutely. He's not even low-key fucked up, high-key told to fuck up which doesn't surprise me because he apparently would watch his dad interact with women he'd bring to the house there you go and one of them was his nanny lily who lonnie sodomized against her will while she was handcuffed and had a dog collar around her neck kayla get me out of this case this is not real this is the stuff of nightmares lily also admitted that chris told her his dad would do inappropriate things to him too and because she was an addict, she didn't report the abuse and chose to just stop babysitting Chris when the abuse got too much for her. Everybody's enabling this fool. Yeah. Protect children when it's convenient for you. Protect yourself first overall. Yeah. A woman in the area named Beamer was reportedly tied up, raped, and had her throat slit by Lonnie. But thankfully, she survived. And once she recovered, she completely moved away from the area. I mean, this is just... So this just shows, many. Go ahead. This just shows that Lonnie had attacked way more women than was reported and more than likely killed more. And there were so many chances for so many different people to stand up and say something. Yep. But when you don't believe in the people you got to stand up and say something to, yep. you ain't going to say shit. No. Why? So, sorry, but police, y'all should have did better because because of y'all, all of these people are gone. Because of Lonnie and y'all yeah. back in the day, yeah. all these people lost their lives. Horrifying. And in regards to the pictures police found of other women, uh, 180 to be exact, police... God, look at them. <laughs> looking like a shriveled up raisin. <laughs> like a, a, a old ball. Yeah, real bad. Police decided to release the pictures to the public. They put them on like um, billboards and everything because mm-hmm. 35 of the women are still considered missing Ugh. to this freaking day. So I'm going to show those pictures to you guys on Patreon if you see it. I'll post them on Instagram as well. Rest in peace. Um, just in case you may know this person, these people. 
Lonnie died in San Quentin on March 28th, 2020. He was 68 years old and his cause of death was deemed natural causes. So he didn't even get the needle? No. Unfortunately, he did not. And I wish he did. Lord knows I wish he did. Because natural causes seems like he got off easy. An escape. Yeah. It's giving he deserved the green mile death. But we all the, know where the he went. Dry sponge. Facts. <laughs> Facts, no printer. But we all know where he went. Yeah. So rest in peace to the victims that we know of. If you're on Patreon, you see them right now. Rest in peace to the people that we don't even know that he was responsible for for murdering. And then the women that survived his attacks. I mean, shout out to you. I hope your life has made a 180 turn and you've been able to at least start the process of healing because good god i can't Ooh, my stomach my heart is in my behind unbelievable so that is our case you guys that holy mongoli that one took a lot like that one made me feel how these cases used to make me feel back in the day yeah like really like distraught yeah that it took so long to catch such a vicious maniacal disgusting yep. human being yep and it makes me feel like, you know, we have to care enough for people that don't because that's the situation that we were in in this in this situation. They didn't care enough. Nope. So this man was able to do all this horrendous, horrible shit because nobody gave a fuck or somebody or they were just trying to protect themselves overall. And to be honest, like you may have protected yourself, yeah. but look at how many people that could have used your protection yeah. by just speaking up. Shit. After you say something, tote a gun with you wherever you go, you know, yeah. kill him if he try to even step to you. Yep. And the people that enabled him, I wish you deserve y'all ain't the nothing. same fate. This is sad. This is horrible. We're so glad he eventually got caught because he probably would have kept killing until his last breath. And yeah, I'm glad that his last breath was behind bars. Had to be. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for listening to this two-parter. Oh my gosh, we have not done a two-parter in a century. Shoot, a very, very, very long time. Mm-hmm. So let us know what you guys thought about this case. Holy guacamole. It was crazy. Are you fighting mad like I am? Yeah, Kristen's literally sweating. She has to go shower. I have to. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening to this case. Thank you for listening to the show per usual. And uh, yeah, if you have anything nice to say about the show, please write it in a review. That's five stars on (laughs) Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Facebook as well. It really helps us grow. And before we go, as always, be Be safe. safe. Protect Protect your your peace and protect protect your space. space. So So we don't don't have have to to cover your case, friends. I'm tired of telling y'all. No, I'm not. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can stream all of our episodes on Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you enjoy the show, please leave us a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and even Facebook. It's the best way to help the show grow, and it's completely free. For bonus content, you can find us on Patreon. And for more information about the show, you can visit BlackTrueCrime.com. See you next time.